We are a proud member of the 143 Podcast Network. The Cheers to Comics Podcast is proudly affiliated with NSCLiveTV.com. That's No Signal Comics. NSCLiveTV.com. Find the Cheers to Comics Podcast on channel 34 of NSCLiveTV.com. No Signal Comics. The best in auction action. This is Brian Wayne, the official voice of NSC Live TV, coming to you from the Cheers to Comics studio, a.k.a. Studio Cerebro, to tell you all about Hooked On Comics Super Sales. For high-grade goodies and a whole lot of laughs, make your way over to the next show with John, Mary, and the rest of the gang. Walk the enormous wall of slabs, then go through the bin room, followed by an auction. Check out John's hat too, man. Never the same hat twice. Join them for new comics on Tuesdays at 6 p.m. Eastern Time and Saturdays at 7 p.m. Eastern on NSCLiveTV.com, channel 12. That's NSCLiveTV.com, your home for the best in auction action. Well, hello again, Slurds. Welcome back to the Cheers to Comics podcast. I am your host, Brian Wayne, and this is Pull List Priorities. These are the priorities that I have for the 12th of February, 2020. If you're not familiar, not familiar with this segment, I go through, I talk about what's coming out on the next new comic book day. Easy enough. So, let's just jump right on into this. Um... Valiant, Valiant Comics. Uh, let's let's talk my two favorite books in Valiant Comics, starting with Bloodshot, Bloodshot number six. Uh, Tim Seeley, Brett Booth, still killing it. Uh, what's going on in this one? The mysterious Eidolon's origin is finally revealed. Oh, this issue will change Bloodshot forever, and you'll never guess how it ends. All right. If you've been following this book at all, you know that it's just a non-stop action romp. It's it's fucking awesome. Uh, honestly, you can really just enjoy it without the story too. Not to take away from Tim Seeley at all by any means, but if you just it's fucking bloodshot shooting and killing shit, man. It's beautiful. But my favorite book right now, maybe maybe in all of comics, is actually Rye. Rye number four, Dan Abnett and Juan Jose Rip. Between the the writing and the art, this is just top-tier comic booking coming from fucking Valiant, y'all. Ugh. So, it's... Man. Rye's quest to rid the world of his nemesis puts him on a collision course with one of his closest allies, the Eternal Warrior. Oh, man. You know what? Um, this, this, I'm gonna go and say it again. This is the best book on, on shelves right now. Uh, just take my word for it. If you're, whether you're a fan of Rye or not, just go through, read the first few issues. Uh, we're only at issue four now, not a whole lot of catching up to do. Uh, you won't be disappointed. I promise. This is easily Valiant's best book. Easily. And that's not taking away from anything else, because, I mean, there's, there's shit to be praised, no doubt, but... I can't think of anything else that I look forward to every week now at this point. Uh, and, it, yeah, it's on the same level as Rai. Carrying on. Only two Valiant books, but... Whew. Uh, let's keep going. Tokyo Pop. Never talk about this publisher, except for when it's time to talk about Nightmare Before Christmas, Zero's Journey. My good buddy... Dr- draws. He colors. He colors it. Uh, Dan Connor. Dan Connor is the man. I had the chance to catch an interview with him at uh, Denver Pop Culture Con, so there's a little actual video of that, a uh, little short episode as well. Guy had a line, had to go. Uh, and despite the fact that we're, he, he's a local and I could see him pretty much any time I want, he's super fucking busy. What just happened to the mic? <laughs> just all came crashing down there for a second carrying on uh yeah go check up that interview with dan connor he's he's the freaking man and he's coloring tokyo pops number one selling book which is out this week 
Nightmare Before Christmas, Zero's Journey, number 16. Carrying on Scoot, Scout Comics. Ah, there it is. Scout Comics. All right, we got a one-shot. Gut Ghost, Seek Out Sensation, one-shot. Uh, I, I don't read Gut Ghost. It's not that I have anything against Gut Ghost. It's just, you know. But Enzo Garza, you know, if you're familiar with his, his art. <laughs> whew. Whew. Uh, this is your little bird, dude. Same guy did Little Bird. Uh, so if you're familiar with that. Yeah, man, this is, uh, whew, god damn. Uh, oh, this was in Heavy, alright, let, let me read this. As seen in Heavy Metal Magazine, a special one-shot of everyone's favorite intestinal ghost. While visiting the city, Gut Ghost runs into an old friend named Sensation Boom. Sitting on a stoop and going through a box of comics, Sensation shows off some rare issues, including ones featuring Gut Ghost himself. Consumed by tales from his past in print, Gut fails to realize a literal growing danger behind him in the form of a yellow-red button. What exactly is a yellow-red button? Or, wait, hold on. What exactly is a yellow button red? What? God damn it. That's what it says. That's, that's what it says. Uh, <laughs> we'll tell you this much. They ain't pretty, and they will just about eat anything for a laugh. Huh. Alright, um, so thankfully, Sensation is no stranger to the likes of the Yellow Button Red Gang. Time to see Sensation Boom. That was a big ol' fucking description. Yeah, they done told me the whole goddamn thing. It looks like the cover's on there, too. God damn it. Uh, so that Yellow Button Red Gang looks like a... I don't know. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> fucking art's incredible, though. I might just pick that up. It sounds interesting. Sorry, I've kind of babbled on there. Jesus Christ. Uh, Midnight Sky, number four. No read Midnight Sky, but I think I did pick up issue number one. James Pruitt and Scott Van Domelen. Uh, that's another big old long description. I'm not going to butcher. Uh, <laughs> so, but yeah, for those of you that are reading Midnight Sky, there you have it. And that's that's all from Scout. Just a little bit from Scout. Yeah, keep it going. Danger Zone. Precisely more Action Lab. Danger Zone. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Zombie Tramp. Number 67. So the old Mendoza. The, uh, he who does not credit his colorist on the cover. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And is that it? That's, that's all from Action Lab Danger Zone this week. Uh, as... For the huge one, two, three, four, five, six covers, three of them being naughty. Uh, yeah. Boom. Boom Studios. Alright, we got a number one. Uh, alienated, number one. Simon Spurrier and Chris Wildgoose. Acclaimed writer, Simon Spurrier, um, from John Constantine and Coda. Uh, and artist Chris Wildgoose from Batgirl, Batman, Nightwalker. Alright, uh, present submersive coming-of-age story about having all the power to change the world, but the unready hands to truly wield it. Three teenagers, each an outcast in their own way, stumble upon an unearthly entity as it's born. As they bond over this shared secret and the creature's incredible abilities... It becomes clear to the teenagers that their cute little pet is a super predator in the making. And it's a need of prey. Hmm. Guided by the best intentions at first, the teen's decisions soon become corrupted by adolescent desires, small-town jealousies, and internal rivalries, sending them into a catastrophic spiral of their own making. Alright, started off sounding like Power Rangers, then it kind of went into a Stranger Things type of thingy. Um, uh, Stranger Ranger. <laughs> Bam, I did it. Uh, see, yeah, alienated. <laughs> God damn <it>. Stranger Ranger. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, is it bad? I'm just sitting here giggling at myself. There's nobody else in the room. Don't judge me. Uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, uh, Angel Hellmouth number five. Don't read Buffy. Uh, don't read Angel. There's a crossover involving Buffy and Angel, and this be the book continuing it on. So there you have it. 
Uh, Ghosted in L.A., number 8 of this 12-part mini-series. Mini uh, Cena Grace and Siobhan Keenan. There is some roommate-versus-roommate drama at Rycroft Manor, and Daphne is right in the middle of it. Alright, cool. I'm going to leave it at that. There's more, but I'm going to stop there. Uh, Ghosted in L.A. from Boom Studios. Bam. I know a few people reading this. I haven't heard anything about it, though. This is something that you feel like I should talk about. This or any other book, for that matter. Uh, get ready for a plug. The Facebook group. Check out... Just Google Cheers... Or, you know, just search Cheers to Comics on Facebook and join the group. I'll let ya. Uh, <laughs> we'll talk comics and the show and all of that good stuff. So, uh, yeah, and, you know, if there's something that I've been just missing every week on these poll list priorities, or for any any other feedback for that matter, just post it in the group and, you know, start a freaking conversation, man. Let's, let's do this. Let's freaking do this. Uh, Go Go Power Rangers, number 29. Um, you know, it's Ryan Parrott. He's the ranger master right now. He's doing it all. Everything Power Rangers, Parrott's killing. He's the Parrott Ranger. Stop it. Uh, so, Ryan Parat, Cena Grace, Francesco Mortorino, uh, as per the usual, killing it on the art. Alright, Tommy steps into his new role as leader of the Power Rangers, but not everyone is convinced he'll be able to lead like Jason did. What? What? How are they? Show some faith in the White Ranger, guys. Jeez. Uh, meanwhile, Zach, Trini, and Jason are given their first mission as Omega Rangers and must trust that their friends will be able to handle all of Lord Zed's threats without them. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, read this fucking book. It's good. I promise. Once again, just take my word for it. And lastly, this is a book that I was reading in the beginning and then just kind of Droppy pooed, but eh, what are you gonna do? I didn't think it'd last this long to be honest. I thought it was gonna be like maybe a six issue mini series. Guess not. Greg Pack, Giannis, Mila Giannis, Mila, Milo No Giannis, Milo No Giannis, that's what it is. Uh, third, fourth time, fifth time's the charm. With enemies all on sides. Oops, try that again. With enemies on all sides, Hannah and Kenichi struggle to protect the island and themselves. Hey, you know what? That was just like the first issue. So, boom. Studios is done. <laughs> uh, man, Brian. Uh, IDW. IDW Publishing, Dungeons and Dragons, Infernal Tides, number two of five. Do I really need to explain a Dungeons and Dragons book? Doubt it. Uh... G.I. Joe, number five. Man. Coming up quick with the G.I. Joe there, eh? Can't believe it's already number five. Um, let's see. Who's doing G.I. Joe? Let me get some credit here. Paula Lore. Chris Evanhoist. So I was never a G.I. Joe guy. Uh, I didn't watch the cartoon. Didn't have any G.I. Joe toys. And if I did, they were, like, missing a leg or an arm, and they were, like, a six-inch minifigure that came from a garage sale. And I probably just used them as, uh, really just firecracker fuel. So, never, uh, G.I. Joe. Not that I have anything against G.I. Joe. It's just, eh, that's why I'm not reading this, in case you were wondering. Oh, man. You thought you were done with Napoleon Dynamite after the end of the fourth issue miniseries? Nope, we get a one-shot, a Valentine's Day one-shot, Napoleon Dynamite Valentine's Day special. Megan Brown, Christine Larson. Alright, I'm anxious on this one. So we got a new creative team doing a Napoleon Dynamite book. You know what, if IDW just keeps doing an IDW book, or a Napoleon Dynamite book, uh, whether it's just a, a one-shot three or four times a year, or fuck a four-part miniseries a couple times a year... With the one shot in between, I I'm content, man. I I don't I don't know if there's anybody out there that shares my love for Napoleon, but goddamn, uh, that with what the uh, um shit I can't remember their names. Goddamn it, shame on me. Uh, those those guys, 
<laughs> they did an amazing Napoleon Dynamite book. Uh, writing and cover was just so fucking authentic. I got still got to read the fourth issue. It's sitting right here on a pile. Uh, but yes, yes, fuck. A Valentine's Day. Come on, guys. Napoleon Dynamite Valentine's Day. Do I need to hype this book up anymore? Uh, probably not. So, let's see. Oh, oh, IDW, you and your, you and your all ages. Sonic the Hedgehog number 25. This book is doing very well. Um, much better now, actually. The, there's a trailer that people can all agree on. Would you believe that? Something that everybody agrees on after something everybody hated on. I'm not saying fans should should control creativity by any means. But I will say, it's nice to see the fans uh, actually get behind something after, you know, they, 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 you know, they did get their way. And what I mean by that is I could say that these fucking Sonic comics and all the back-issue Sonic comics, including the Archies, are selling like fucking hotcakes, man. Everybody's so ready for this movie. Uh, so, Sonic, put it on your pull list. Tis a priority. Uh, we got a 100-page giant. So, Transformers 100-page giant Power Predacons. This is a $6 book. Uh, a whole heap of creators. Will this be? All right, you know, let me let me read this. Let's see here. Prepare to terror, be terrorized by this collection of the Predacons' finest moments. Nope, it's not new content. Damn it! So, collecting stories from Transformers UK number one thirty-five, one thirty-six. Transformers UK Annual nineteen eighty-seven. Beast Wars: The Gathering number one. Transformers Spotlight. Jazz. And the never-before-republished Transformers Dawn of the Predicus 2016 Botcom exclusive comic. So, four rehashed stories and a new one within 100 pages. So, we're going to get five 20-page stories. Alright. Alright, maybe. I don't know. It's, it's seeming to be a sl- uh, a, sl- a slow week. Uh-oh. Uh-oh, it's nap time. Continuing on... Uh, Dark Horse. Uh, Blackwood Morning After. Blackwood Morning After. Number one of four. We got ourselves a number one here. Evan Dorkin. Oh, that poor guy. And Veronica Fish. Jesus Christ, guys. Just... <sighs> the next chapter of the <laughs> occult fantasy series, Blackwood, from Eisner Award-winning Evan Dorkin, uh, and the powerhouse art team of Veronica and Andy Fish... Blackwood College is in mourning after the death of Dean Ogden, unaware that there's a traitor in their midst looking to bury the entire school. Meanwhile, the students continue to deal with Dennis's death, a situation that Rico not only refuses to accept, but plans to rectify. Will mayhem ensue? Duh. Um, okay. Alright, so this is a continuation of the hit occult fantasy series. And it says on here, perfect for Harrow County and Beasts of Burden fans. Wow, they put all of that in the description, huh? So give it up for Evan Dorkin and Veronica Fish. And Andy Fish, for that matter. Uh, you know, uh, probably not my book, but... You know, it's the number one, so you never know. You never know. We'll see how thin the stack is on the 12th. We shall see. Uh, Stranger Things Into the Fire, number two of four. I've yet to read a Stranger Things comic. I've seen all the Stranger Things uh, little television thingies, but... Jesus. Uh, never never read any of the comic. Who's doing the comic? If I'm not mistaken, it's Jody Hauser. I was right. And Ryan Kelly. Alright, so two former subjects of Dr. Brenner in Hawkins' lab learn the depths of his sinister ambition after tracking down Subject 8. Oh yeah, that's what this is about. I was supposed to pick up this series because that premise seems super awesome. Hmm. Hmm. Alright, continuing on. Uh, Tales from Harrow County Death Choir number 3. Alright, that's a mouthful. Colin Bunn, Tyler Cook, Crook, sorry, and Naomi Franquiz? 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 
I don't know. Harrow, Harrow County is back. The award-winning Eisner-nominated Southern Gothic Horror Series returns with a brand new story. Uh, but this is number three. Still under suspicion by the townsfolk she has sworn to protect, Bernice continues to track down the source of the ghostly song that raises the dead. But just as she gets closer to the truth, she must contend with the new threat. A vicious banshee called forth by the choir. Alright, I don't know why I did that. <laughs> That's not a banshee noise. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, yeah, uh, pff, I don't read Harrow County. Is that a whore? Seems to be a whore. Let's talk Image Comics. 20XX number 3. I picked up number 1. Admittedly, I didn't get around to reading it, but uh, for those of you that are, there you are. Uh, Ascender number 9. That's This isn't another, as I look on here, I'm seeing no image books on my pull list. Uh, Ascender number 9. Uh, Jeff Lemire, okay. Dustin Wynn. Alright, The Dead Sea Part 4. Oh, shit. Okay, cool. Fuck. Another Jeff Lemire. I bet this is good. See, he's got so many books out. Where does he find the time? Where does he find the time? Uh, The Clock. Matt Hawkins and Colleen Duran. Duran. I don't get that wrong. Uh, when aggressive cancer begins spreading through humanity like a virus, one scientist will sacrifice anything for answers. Is it a global eugenics? You, I don't know that word. Eugenics? There it is. <laughs> eugenics conspiracy? I don't know. Uh, I clearly wouldn't know. The beginning of World War Three. Mm -hmm. And can he get to the bottom of it before it takes what's left of his family? All right. So here's what's going on here. Um. I read issue number one. Uh, I did my best. I tried. I read it twice. Um, I was, I, I might even go as far as to say is I, I almost read it three times. I'm not going to say I read it three times. I almost read it three times. I wanted to understand this book. I was lost. I was fucking lost like that little puppy in the Adam Sandler movie, man. Uh, I am, mm, um, but I will say, for those of uh, my friends and fellow podcasters that have been smart enough to comprehend this story, they say it's great, and I don't doubt that. That's why I tried so hard to um, understand this book. I don't know what was going on. I don't know if I was having an off day. Um, I know it might sound stupid on the pocket. I'm not always as stupid, I promise. By the time I get to recording, I'm always so fucking drained. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, I'm, 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 well, uh, deprived, I guess, is what it is. Uh, drain's not really the word. Uh, there's clearly energy. I have the energy. I'm talking comics. It's just, uh, delusional. That's, that's more like it. I'm delusional by the time I get to the, the record button. So, um, and that, that, sometimes that carries over into my reading time, uh, and that, that may be why I, I didn't understand the clock. So don't let my stupidity deter you from going through and picking up a book that, from what I understand, is absolutely fucking brilliant. So, there you go. Um, Moonshine number 16. What the fuck? Brian Azzarello and Eduardo Riso. Another book I'm not reading. Jeez, man. Uh, Azarello's writing it, though, so I probably would like it. Uh, safe Sex number six. This is Tina Horn and Jen Hickman. Uh, yeah, another one I'm just not reading. Uh, a lot of it has to do with the fact that, you know, I don't like, uh, sexy books. Uh, <laughs> uh sex-driven books, I guess. And just based off the, the title... You know, I figure this book's probably not for me. Uh, Sonata, number eight. I gave this one a good old college try. I gave it four issues and just decided that it's a little too Romeo and Juliet for me. Uh, not that the story's bad by any means. and uh, You know, it's just... I don't like love stories in general. Uh, it's very hard to pull me in on a love story. It doesn't matter how good the writing is and uh, how incredible the art is. It's just... I tried, man. I tried... Okay. Uh, lastly, all right. This is an image book I will be picking up. We got ourselves a number one. Uh, first of all, congratulations on the name Johnny Christmas, written by Johnny Christmas. 
oh man, you either have the coolest parents or you plan on becoming a movie star. Because that is the coolest name in comics. And then Jack Cole doing the art. Johnny Christmas and Jack Cole. That is the. F Those are the two missing rem members of the Rat Pack. That's what that is. <laughs> right. So uh, we got ourselves a series premiere here. Uh, new adventure with all the sci-fi drama of Breaking Bad set in Moss Eisley. No one of those things. Promising young cadet Tildy is framed for crimes against the Empire after discovering her mother was the ruthless warlord of the deadly colony Tartarus, a vital player in the Galactic War. Now Tide's only way home may be to reclaim her mother's dark crown. Alright, cool, yeah. Uh, ooh, fucking 44-page story. Ooh, wee. that explains that $6 price tag. Uh, and, okay, that's the art we're looking at. All right. All right. Uh, yeah, so what I mean by that is the cover artist is also credited as the interior artist. So what you see is what you get. Uh, fuck. Okay, cool. Sounds good. I'm going to give it a little shoddy poo. This is a four. Uh, this is the series premiere. Oh, this is an all. All right. All right, this might be a, yeah, ongoing. Cool. This could be good. This could be good. That does it for indies. Yeah, that does it for indies. I'm going to get on big two. Get on big two. Uh, Marvel. I'm going to start with Marvel this week. Mm, Arrow number eight. Mm, not my book. Not my book. I know that there's like five or six people out there that read it. Um, so if you just so happen to be one of those people that read this and also listen to this podcast, uh, well, uh, you've been reminded. <laughs> Amazing Spider-Man number 39. Uh, I've officially dropped Spider-Man. I haven't dropped it. I still buy it. I'm getting my money, but I haven't been reading it. I need... Oh, you know what? Give me well, give me a description here. I, I give me give me hyped up on a Spider-Man book. So we got Nick Spencer and Ebon Coelho. I, I like Ebon Coelho's work. Not that I have anything against uh, Ryan Otley. It was kind of Nick Spencer the one that's losing me here and there. It's a little roller coastery, for my taste at least. Uh, there's a new game in town, and the ante is quite high. Welcome to the palace, a supervillain casino run by the classic and underutilized Spidey villain Chance. It's got everything a villain could want, including betting on whether your arch enemy is going to make it through his or her latest super battle. Alright, um, I'm torn on this one. Part of me is very, very interested, um, in, in Nick Spencer's version of a casino now okay I'm a story time I, I did I was in the casino industry for a very long time uh, 10 years management upper management for five uh, I was terrible it's a terrible 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 fucking industry and I feel sorry for anybody that's involved in gambling in any way shape or form it's uh, the, the the worst the worst addiction I've ever seen in my life and that's not me being funny. So I quit the casinos because I liked comic books a hell of a lot more. And I was much better at loving comic books than I was at being a, a glorified drug dealer, essentially. Uh, so, uh, yeah, this is... <laughs> a casino-based Spider-Man story. I'm 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 curious. Uh, part of it is just because I don't want to be triggered. <laughs> I hate that word trigger, but you know, ugh. it's just terrible memories. Anytime I see, I can't even watch Vegas Vacation anymore. One of my all-time favorite movies because, ugh, casinos. I hate them. Um, otherwise, this actually sounds like an interesting fucking story arc, which. Ah, I really want to be a part of as well. It's been too long since I've talked about Amazing Spider-Man. Ever since it started the absolute carnage and doing the tie-ins. And then Spider-Man 2099 and doing the tie-ins. And, uh, and you had the whole rehash of the Craven thing right before the absolute carnage. And I did read that, but uh, it wasn't my favorite. So, 
But I, I gotta say that my favorite issues that I have read of Spider-Man so far have all involved J. Jonah Jameson. And not the... This, yeah, no, it doesn't even mention his name in the description here. But he's right on the cover. And it says something about my podcast with Jonah. So, I guess that should... I don't know. I'm gonna read it. I'm gonna read it. I decided. Y'all just had to sit here and listen to my inner dialogue on the microphone as I debate and go through uh, past traumatic experiences in my life relating to comic books. And uh, All right, carrying on. Uh, Black Panther and Agents of Wakanda, number six. This was a story I wish I would have continued on with, because admittedly, um, I wouldn't say admittedly, it's not like it's a big secret or a guilty pleasure or anything, but uh, I wanted to keep going, I just fucking forgot forgot how much I liked it. <laughs> Sucks. Sucks. It wasn't until um, I read the description of issue number three, and I was like, oh, fuck, I didn't get number two? God. So, and, you know, I don't read any Black Panther. I don't read any Black Panther books, so, I don't know. Mm, I wish I would have. Maybe a trade pickup. Um, Doctor Strange, number three. So... Uh, I'm. I don't understand why the reboot. I just. I, I really don't because they're not even legacy numbering this one. Um. I'm lost. I am. And fuck, number two just came out. Just came out. All right. Uh. Yeah. I don't know. I. I don't have any. I. I like Mark Wade's Doctor Strange. I just. I, I can't for the life of me figure out why they rebooted this because it's all within the same storyline and story arc and i mean it's playing right off of everything i don't know we'll see depending on how many issues this goes before it's rebooted or re uh assigned i guess well we'll probably say quite a bit it's still on my pull list just because you know it's some doctor strange but uh <laughs> don't we all want a little doctor strange but, yeah, mm, yeah, I guess I'm just not reading it anymore. The first issue really confused me. Uh, Excalibur, number seven. This is a book I'm not really reading anymore, despite the hype around it. Uh, but I am picking it up. Uh, I do still have all of the Dawn of X books in my pull list for now. It's really just a matter of time before I drop a couple of them. But uh, especially with so many coming up. Uh, see in a few minutes in the podcast. <laughs> uh, Gwen Stacy, number one of five. So this right here is going back to the time when Gwen Stacy was still alive. This isn't the Gwen Stacy uh, universe jump in between 616 and 54 or whatever it is, 42, 46, as a fucking quarterback. Um, they, it's just it's it's a rewind five issue yeah hey remember the the like one gwen stacy oh here she is again uh fuck there's a lot of covers just five covers here on previews world solicited aye 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 uh F hawkeye freefall number three boom boom uh i'm not gonna say the spoiler at the end of number two but uh <laughs> Hmm, I'm surprised they made that reveal so quick. Oh, was there a reveal? Who's Ronan? I don't know. Read it, and then come along with me as we read number three together. Uh, Mortal Hulk, number 31. Ah, oh, fuck. I'm not gonna lie, I got really lost in number 30 again. It's been a while since Hulk did me like that. No, I mean, by no means is it bad. It was just sometimes Al Ewing goes on some artsy, showy-offy type of writing skills and uh you know just fuck i had no idea what the fuck was going on in the last one I'm, I'm not even gonna lie but issue 31 is here and i and i hope this one makes a little more sense to me uh iron man number 2020 number two of six so this event marches on a tie-in is yet to pop off and for being a marvel event and having issue two come out before a tie-in does i gotta say pff, all right yeah, I'm impressed, and not only am I impressed with the tie-in usage, but I'm also impressed with how surprising issue number one was. Uh, I thought that I wasn't going to dig it. I really didn't. I went in biased. Turns out, 
incredibly, incredibly impressed. I can't wait for this. I hope I just didn't set the bar too high for myself, Rat Meow. But, mm, fuck, I'm excited. I'm excited. Uh, Jessica Jones, blind spot number three of six. Don't read Jessica Jones, but for those of you that are on it, there you go. Uh, Marvel Tales Wolverine. So this is one of those big, long $8 books where you just get a whole bunch of, hey, here's some Wolverine. Just like they did with an Iron Man and a couple other ones so far, too. I think they did a Ghost Rider and probably one other one, at least. I don't know. But it's Wolverine's turn. That Marvel's X number two is here. Let's see, I thought... Yeah, yeah this is that Alex Ross... Yeah, I, I think this is a retelling. I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. For those of you that did read Marvel's X, the first one, um, I'm, I'm really anxious to get your thoughts. So once again, Facebook, uh, Church to Comics, bam. Morbius, number four, Ramblin' Rob's favorite book. Uh, so, you know, I, I did read number one, and I thought it was just fine. I did. I thought it was just fine. Everything about it. I thought the art was actually beyond fine. I thought the art was fucking incredible. I just don't have no... I'm not in, invested in Morbius at all. Even with the movie hype and all that, you know, I just don't... Cool character. But I don't think I'll be picking up any, any more uh, ongoing solo titles from Morbius. That's all. Just not, not for me. Uh, Nebula is getting a solo title for the first time, a five-part miniseries, once again, Vita Ayala and Claire Rowe doing the art on this one. Alright, do I really need to explain what a, a Nebula book is going to be about? You don't care, you're just going to read it because it's Nebula. That's cool, I'm not judging you, I'm going to read it too. Uh, Savage Avengers number 10. So right off the heels of number zero, Jerry Duggan's back, Patrick Zercher, Patrick Zercher. Uh, so yeah, Doctor Strange, Doctor Doom, and Conan the Barbarian set out to kill Kulon Goth before he grows stronger. The team up you never knew you couldn't live without concludes. What? Oh shit, it's done. That'd be it, y'all. Um, damn. So they're going to give us a number zero and then end it with a number ten. Ah, fuck. Alright. Alright, cool. Whatever. Definitely reading it, obviously, for sure. Uh, what is this? Spirits, Ghost Rider, Mother of Demons. Uh, okay. Um, so Ed Brisson, Roland Boshi. Right. Burning out of the pages of Ghost Rider, since the dawn of man, she has birthed the worst of humanity's ills. Her kin call her mama, while her men curse her name. Uh, her name is Lilith. <laughs> and when all of the thrones of every netherworld are united, they shall call her by a new name, Queen. With art by definitive Ghost Rider artist Roland Boshi. Coop. Uh, but probably not... Just because, I guess I'm not reading Ghost Rider. Star Wars, Rise of Kylo Ren, number three of four. Oh yeah, that super hot book that no one thought was going to amount to anything is uh, um, number threes here. So, hope y'all have a pull list, pre-order, you know, FOCs, baby, final order cutoff, gotta do it, gotta do it. Uh, Symbiote, Spider-Man, Alien Reality. Number three of five. Not a Spider-Man book I'm reading. Whoops. But, you know, uh, yeah. Not for me. <laughs> uh, Thor three. Thor three. Mm, of course I'm reading Thor. Thor got my pick of the week as far as story goes last week. Uh, way surpassed issue number one. Way beyond issue number one. Issue one did a good job of setting things up. Issue two fucking delivered. I want Donny Cates to just continue on with this style and this character. I like it. I like what he's doing. Issue two is very, very redeeming. I was on the fence after issue one. Very, very on the fence. Um, Venom. 
Venom number 23. Yeah, this is the last part of Venom Island, I believe. Uh, yeah, let's say there's no rest for the wicked. A few creatures in the Marvel Universe are as wicked as Carnage. Uh, face front readers, the seeds of next year's Venom event are already beginning to grow. Uh-oh. Really? Cool. Donny Cates, Mark Bagley. Bam. You know? know. Alright. Lastly? Nope. Couple more. X-Force. X-Force number 7, Ben Percy, Oscar Bazaldua. Alright. Uh, yeah, misfortune strikes, baby. Domino's luck seems to be changing. Can she find the source of her misfortune before it costs lives all over the world? And has Colossus healed enough to help her? Or even himself? Uh, yeah. Fucking X-Force. Maybe my favorite X-Book? So probably. And then X-Men. X-Men number six. Jonathan Hickman, Matteo Buffani. Buffani? Bufani. Uh, Mystique goes to extraordinary lengths to get what she wants, is what they say. So, <laughs> yeah, leave it to Hickman. Keep you on your seat. So that does it for Marvel. Let's wrap this baby up with DC. Oh, oh, oh God, I thought it was. I thought it was at like an hour and ten minutes at this point. I feel like I've been talking forever. It's not so bad. Not so bad. Uh, says me at least. <laughs> uh, Batman and the Outsiders number ten. Mm, not reading Batman and the Outsiders. Uh, it's not really a team that I, I I know anything about. But there you go. Batman Pennyworth R.I.P. So this is James Tenney the fourth and Peter J. Tomasi teaming up along with Eddie Barrows and Eber Ferreria along with a few other artists. Lee Weeks on that cover. So this, as you can imagine, is an ode to Pennyworth. Alfred Pennyworth. You know that dead guy? So, you know, uh, Batman's Grave, number 5 of 12. It's fucking Garth Ennis, man. You know? I mean, Warren Ellis is what I mean to say. Jesus Christ. Garth Ennis. Uh, Warren Ellis. (laughs) Uh, You know what, though? Um... I actually fell off of this one. Uh, this is going to be something I pick up and trade. I picked up the first two and thought, nope, this can't go on for a year for me. I mean, I'll wait a year, but I'm not spacing this out a year. <laughs> Catwoman number 20. I don't read Catwoman, but I do collect some covers, and that cover again. Fuck, it's not Art Germ. Who is it? Joel Jones? All right. All right. Yeah, that's beautiful. I don't think that's Joel Jones on that cover. I just... Oh, fuck. If it is, great. Uh, Dollhouse Family. This is number four of six. This is one of them Hill House books. That's a crazy fucking story, man. Crazy story. If you like horror, you know, Stephen King's son has his own line of comic books at DC. Read them. They're good. Flash number 88. I don't read Flash. Is Williamson still writing it? Yeah, still not reading Flash, but... uh, Fuck, I wish I would like his Flash. I want to be able to talk about Flash, but I haven't... can't find a Flash book I can read. Just hasn't been good for me. I think it's just not my character is what it comes down to. Uh, Gotham City Monsters is wrapping up with its sixth issue. So this is... mm, What's it say? I can read that, right? No, that's too many. Too many words. Uh, <laughs> it's a Steve Orlando book, so that shit right there should sell it, right? Uh, fucking Gotham City Monsters. Do you know? Alright. Green Lantern's wrapping back up after the whole Black Stars thing. Green Lantern Season 2. Uh, once again, Grant Morrison and Liam Sharp. Don't know why they flipped it to a Season 2. That's like some indie comics stuff. Uh, that's a 12-parter. Okay. Alright, well, you know, fuck, I don't know. I don't know. Ah, God damn it. I, I don't know any, I, I, I can't, I don't understand Green Lantern because Morrison's writing it. That's really what's going on. That's all. Uh, I don't have anything against Morrison. I just don't understand a lot of his shit because it's a little dense for me. Um, the, the theme of the podcast is Brian's really fucking stupid, apparently. 
uh, doesn't understand comic books. Harley Quinn and Birds of Prey, number one of four. Oh, just in time for a movie. And I'm not reading it. Uh, Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy. This, I'm not reading, but I'm getting the fuck out of the Mark Brooks connecting variants. For sure. Uh, can you say wall books? Uh, Hawkman number 21. I can't believe Hawkman's still going. I mean, I'm not, it's not like I'm reading it to judge it and say that this book's bad. But it's cool to see that a, you know, Hawkman in this very thin DC lineup is still going. 21 issues strong, man. Uh, from the Sandman universe, we got House of Whispers number 18. Don't read the House of Whispers, but, you know. Uh, Supergirl number 39. I really don't read anything from the Superman family, but no. Uh, except for the Superman ongoing in itself. But that's that's about it. Otherwise, this is not my universe of characters. Batman guy. Uh, Superman number 20, though. I am reading Superman, like I just said a couple seconds ago. Uh, cool. Yeah, no, I, I actually do like this one. I think it's a cool story. Uh, yeah, there's. I, I like Rogal's art. I mean, even though he hasn't been a part of this, he set up. Fuck what the story is for like 15 issues. So, yeah. Uh, Superman Heroes number one is here after being delayed a couple of weeks. What is this? Uh, Brian Michael Bendis, Matt Fraction, Jody Hauser, and Greg Rucka. And a whole heap of artists. Alright. J- Lois Lane, Jimmy Olsen, the staff of the Daily Planet, even the Justice League. Their lives all changed when Superman revealed his secret identity to the world. His unique Superman experience explores what the identity of Clark Kent meant to those to him and what their relationship to Superman will be in the future. All the rules are about to change, and it all starts here. The dream team of writers, blah, 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 with our anchored by blah, 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 plus sequences focusing on each corner of the Superman universe by artist Steve Lieber and Mike Perkins. It's a one-shot. So, uh, it says the future of the DC universe begins here. All right. Oh, fuck. Ugh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if that's for me. We'll see. Wolfie. Terrifics, number 25. Um, Another book I'm very surprised is still going, but not mad at it. Not reading it, but it's, yeah, it's cool to see books on the shelves. It's cool to see books on the shelves. I, I've never read the Terrifics. It just uh, and you know they pop up here and there as side characters and these other DC stories and like yeah hey, they look cool but you know in 25 issues that's a lot for me to catch up on and uh, lastly gonna end this podcast talking Wonder Woman number 751 uh, so they're on with the legacy numbering how come they didn't do that with Flash uh. Maybe they will when it gets to 750. Uh, so Steve Orlando's writing it. All right, cool. And Jan Durasima? Durasima? Uh, Durasima? I don't know. I'm saying it wrong. I'm, I bet you none of those pronunciations were right. Uh, I apologize. But, okay, Wonder Woman, under arrest. As she starts to protect her new hometown of Boston, the city wonders who will protect Boston from her. Agent Nora Nunez must shadow Wonder Woman for a day to ensure the city will be safe if Diana resides there. But what starts as a tranquil day transforms into a disaster relief, and Diana and Nora will need to survive not only the elements, but also the arrival of the three dark fates. Boom. Uh, that sounds interesting. But I don't read Wonder Woman, so I'm probably not going to pick it up. I do like Steve Orlando, though. So, uh, you know what? That, that wraps up this podcast. That does it. I hope I hope you've been informed, uh, reminded in some way. Um, maybe even swayed to be, pick up a book that you weren't sure you were on. You know, maybe you were on the fence. Uh, I will say... The uh, my lack of excitement or reading it by no means reflects the quality of a book. 
my opinions uh, I, I find to be very uh, invaluable in this podcast, <laughs> except for the good ones, the good ones I mean. But as far as me not liking something, I mean, I will never say a book's bad. Uh, a lot of, you know, not all characters can connect with everybody, is what it comes down to. And characters like Flash and Wonder Woman just have yet to connect with me, you know. But uh, characters like Ms. Marvel have proven that after so long of not connecting with me, uh, suddenly, boom, I don't fucking hate them. So, you know, it's, it's, I don't know. Um, yeah, I just, I just kind of want to go out on that note. Uh, I also would like to remind you to support this podcast by joining Patreon. Your Patreon dollars mean the world to this podcast for as little as a buck. You join the Slurred Army, I'm going to send you stickers, all that good stuff. It's patreon.com slash cheers to comics. Um, you, you will get a personal mention in the show, and, yeah, I, I really can't thank you enough for this, and to the patrons I do have, uh, you, you all are fucking incredible, so thank you so much. Uh, lastly, if you want to support this podcast, I urge you to do so by leaving a review on iTunes or Apple Podcasts. Those five-star reviews are incredible, uh, as far as um, boosting the the really the visibility of this show, and I don't need to explain to you why it's good to be more visible. <laughs> uh, we're you're all smart here. Uh, I I mean I'm not speaking for myself, but I, I know you are. <laughs> so yes, uh, but those reviews really are incredible, and who knows? I might just read one on the podcast. Uh, I will say I'm gonna paraphrase one that I did read. <laughs> Um, and honestly, this is an old review that I, I just kind of, uh, I, it resurfaced for me as I was scrolling through, checking out, um, a few of the new reviews that just came in, but I do, <laughs> I'm going to paraphrase one of my favorite old ones, and, um, it really just came down to them saying, this is the podcast you want to listen to if you want to get hot girls into comics. So, slurds, keep that in mind. If there's a hot girl in your sights that you would like to bring over to the illustrated side, then apparently this is the show to make that move a reality. So, uh, yeah... Um, one of the many reviews, of course, that was incredibly paraphrased because, you know, it's, it was an older review, but <laughs> thank you, uh, underscore. All right, that's it. It's been a podcast. I'm Brian Wayne. This is Polis Priorities for the 12th of February. Sure, you slurds, as always, support your local comic book stores, get on a pull list, save you some money, um, read responsibly. Cheers, fuckers. Good day, I'm Ken. And I'm Steve, and we're the hosts of the Nerd Cantina Show, where nerd culture and society intersect. Whether you come for entertainment news, or some space and science talk, we are here to keep you informed on weekly nerd topics and discuss how they affect us as a society. As well as having in-depth interviews in our Cantina Conversation and Fight Me Fridays. Just like any cantina, we want you to join in on the conversation. From our blog at thenerdcantina.com, our voicemail line, or our closed Facebook group at thenerdcantina.com forward slash community, where we really get to interact with our fans. So pull up a stool and get involved in our community.